Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um, the guy whistling to a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thank you for joining me. How the bloody hell are you? What's going on? What's going on, Sizzlers? You doing good? You feeling fine? Eh? I'm tired, man. I stayed up all night playing video games last night. So I'm <laughs> what an idiot thing to do. And then I had two kids' birthday parties today, so I'm recording the intro and outro a little bit late, and the podcast is dropping a day late as well. I had a bit of drama with my uh, computer last night. Couldn't figure out the storage situation, man, because I'm running a pretty old PC to do the old Pro Tools editing job on the on the podcast these days, as I have since um, episode one. And now we're up to episode 98. Can you believe it, Sizzlers? 98, only two more to go until we hit that magic 100. Hey guys, this week on the podcast, I spoke with Vincent and Jordan from Teenage Dads. And you got to keep listening this week because you're going to hear a tale of an exploding tyre that almost ended the band's return trip to Melbourne after their tour to Adelaide. But you're going to have to keep on listening to hear the whole story. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Friday, Saturday. At the end of the week, you'll get it at some point. And you can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes, Spotify, or on the Google Podcasts app on your Android device. Um, Hey, guys, tell friends about this podcast. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Tell random strangers on the street. Pull their headphones off their head and go, what are you listening to? And they'll be like, I'm listening to the new Taylor Swift and you could be all like, rubbish. Throw on the art of touring with the Sizz Dog. And they'll be like, thanks. Or they might punch in the face. But if they're listening to Taylor Swift, they probably would do neither. They'd probably run away. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not pigeonholing Taylor Swift fans at all. I'm just saying, you know, that could happen. So maybe don't tell strangers. Just spread the word. Spread the love, however you see fit. Um, how, guys, if you are listening with kids, be sure to put on the earmuffs. Be sure to put on um, The Real Ghostbusters if you can find some episodes on YouTube. That's pretty kid-friendly. And uh, once they have finished that and they're eating their peanut butter jelly sandwiches, they're out of earshot, then and only then should you put Art of Turing back on. Because, you know, there's some swears. And now let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Episode 98 of The Art of Turing is brought to you by Lobo's Collectibles in Thornbury. Lobo's is Melbourne's largest and best vintage toy store. They are on 310 St. George's Road, and the store has something for everyone. You should follow them on their social media profiles as well, because they're actually celebrating their 10th anniversary, and they're giving away some crazy doorbuster sales, I'll tell you right now. I saw on their social media... They're selling Castle Grayskull, original Castle Grayskull, for 25 bucks, And Snake Mountain for 25 bucks. Now, if I didn't already own those two, 
<laughs> insane Master of the Universe toys. I would have gone down there if I had time in between going to two kids' birthday parties and recording the podcast. But hopefully tomorrow I'm going to find five minutes to head on down to Thornbury and check out Lobo's Collectibles because they are the best darn toy store in the universe! Oh, and don't forget to use your 15% off voucher if you're out of touring listener. You've got that in your wallet because you're at the live event 15% off until the 15th of May. Get on top of it. Just so you know, Art of Turing is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Turing and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Now, before we get into my conversation with Jordan and Vincent from Teenage Dads, I'd like to play with uh, I'd like to play with you. <laughs> I'd like to play you some of their music. This is a track called Adrenaline Rush. Check it out. That's just a taste of Adrenaline Rush by the Teenage Dads. And now let's sit back and breathe it in. That's right. It's Jordan and Vincent from Teenage Dads with the Sizz Dog shooting the shit. Strap in and let's get loose. It's time for the Art of Tyranny. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Turing podcast. I'm sitting here in Siriani Studios. Um, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's actually quite comfortable sitting here drinking some H2O with the lads and across from me, my guests this evening is Jordan and Vincent from Teenage Dads. How are we gentlemen? Good sis, I'm are, good. We're very good. Very good. Yeah, thanks for coming along. It's, it's great to see you lads. Now, when you, when you first walked into the house, you were like, hey, we've played together sis. We did a show together back yeah. in 2017. Yeah, That's three it. years ago. Yeah. It's a long while ago, hey. So, small world, man. Small I, world. I, um, I, I, like I was saying, I remembered the name, but I wasn't 100% sure because I wasn't sure if like, isn't there a band called like Hockey Dads as well, maybe? There yeah. is Hockey Dad, yeah. Hockey Dad. Okay, Hockey Dads. I thought maybe I played with Hockey Dad and not Teenage Dads, but there you go. You've, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't play with Hockey Dad. No. I played with the Teenage Dads. <laughs> Fantastic. We, uh, when we... Heard about the the interview, uh, yeah, this interview and everything. Mm. Um, you know, I checked the socials and I was like, I swear I know this guy. And we like looked at it close. I'm like, I think we did play. And then, yeah, yeah, we confirmed it. We like dug through the our old Instagram posts and saw the post. I'm like, nah, Tim, that's the dude. It's sis. It's the sis. <laughs> there you go. Well, Jordan, we'll, we'll start off with you, mate, the sure, senior man. keys songwriter of the group. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd like to know where you're from and, and where you grew up. Um, so we're, we're all down on the 
Peninsula, the Mornington Peninsula in mm-hmm. Melbourne. Uh, I, I live in Mount Eliza. I have lived in Mount Eliza uh, my entire life. Yeah. 20, almost 22 years. Yeah. It's weird. It's crazy. Um, and, yeah, no, I, um, we all went to school together, high school. Oh, so all the members of the band all went to school together? Yeah, yeah, we're at yeah. Mount Eliza Secondary. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. but we I didn't really start hanging out together until we started jamming together. Mm. So I started doing the band stuff and that was right around year 12. Right. Oh, so yeah. started quite late jamming together. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'd been doing, um, I've been playing keys since oh, I would have been 12. I remember mum driving me to my first lesson and I, I cried because oh, I was so adamant about not doing it. I was like, I don't want to do piano. It sucks. Oh, like, piano right. is such a lame instrument. Yeah, yeah. Mum just wanted to get me off Xbox and yes. stuff like that. Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah. And so, thanks, mum. Thanks, mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, mum. It's a cool instrument, man. Dude, piano rocks. Hundred percent. So sick. Yes. But I jump on the synths now, which yeah. are cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do all the the cool sounds, right? And whatever. Um, oh wow! And yeah, thanks, uh, thanks Mama Jordan, for persevering there. Yeah, because yeah. Because I, yeah, I had lessons. I think it was about three or four years, but then I didn't like. Whatever, for whatever reason, the, all the teachers I had were all yeah. saying you have to do classical music. Right. Oh, I don't know. I'm not really, not really into it. Yeah, yeah, I like it now. Sure, but um, as a kid, learning you it, you just want to learn all the cool, fast stuff. Yeah, that everyone's like, yeah, I know that Adele song. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Whenever the kids jump on the piano in my classes, they always play this dun 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 dun. I have no idea what it is. Right, but all the kids lose their minds. Like, oh, it's that song, sir. I'm like. Okay, let's play the twelve bar blues, man. You know, because <laughs> I've got to teach the, you know, the curriculum. I can't, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes I show them other stuff, but keys isn't my instrument. Usually, when we we get the guitars out, that's when I'll, I'll show them the the ACDC and stuff. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's cool. And so, were there any other musicians in your family growing up? Um. No. Oh, my. But that's because my mum on my mum's side, uh, she has uh, cousins and um. Uncles and that all into guitar. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but no, not not uh, closely related. I've in in my uh, immediate family, mm. my two parents and my sister. I'm the only only uh, musician. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and so you started taking the keys lessons for a few years, but kind of gave up on it because it was a little bit, you know, the kind of too much classical stuff. But then did you start teaching yourself? Self-taught. Yeah. 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 Self-taught. Yeah. And then jumped on. Um, Guitar, drums, and bass a bit later. Not right. not drums so much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, guitar and bass and and uh, keys, and then yeah, incorporating that into music and all that. And it sounds okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you get lessons in the guitar and the drums as well, or or no? Just kind of just that's all just yourself. just YouTube stuff and yeah, whatever. YouTube. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is cool, man. Yeah. Never had that growing up. It was more just kind of putting the seat, buying the CD, yeah, putting it on and trying to learn it from the CD. And obviously, I've had guests on where that's like alien to them. They were like, "No, we had to buy the record mm. and try and learn it off the record." You I know? still got all those chord books. You know those ones yeah. that it's like, you know, here's a hundred songs you can learn knowing four chords. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're like big black book. Big black book. Yeah, yeah. I've got that one at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really good. Dude, I think it's I, awesome. Like, I zoomed because it's really tiny. So mm. I think I actually took it to work one day. 
someone gave it to me and I, and I zoomed in and, and like photocopied it and like kind of added a couple of tunes to my cover set, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that's a great resource. Mm. Oh, cool, man. And so, Vincent, we'll, um, we'll switch gears over to you now, the drummer yeah, no, of the band. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you kind of a bit of a spoiler. Alert. Yeah, spoiler you're from, alert. Well, uh, <laughs> you're from um, quite similar. So Man, uh, Eliza as well. I grew up in Mount Eliza, um, and went to primary school and high school there. We went together, obviously. But I've lived in maybe nine or ten houses. Yeah, right. Than, so um, I currently live um, in Edith uh, Edith Vale, mm. which is like. 20 minutes north of Mount Eliza. So moved away a little bit, but I still work and very much am in Mount Eliza. Right, yeah. Most days of the week. Um, yeah. But yeah, as far as instruments go, uh, never learned anything as a kid. Uh, my dad was a singer in bands. Oh, yeah. Which is always cool. But, um, and, you know, always listen to music at like through him and yeah. listen to what CDs he was pumping and stuff. But never had any real desire to learn an instrument. I was into my sports a lot more and um, yeah. like skate, skate park stuff too. Yeah, cool. Um, but then, through, yeah, at high school, I was like best friends with Connor, our guitarist. And uh, one day he was like, hey, we're, we're jamming upstairs. Do you want to just try the drums out? I was like, all right. So I did that and got really frustrated because I couldn't do it. <laughs> but... Um, I really enjoyed it and I liked the challenge and just kept sticking with it. So yeah. basically just started playing when the band formed and Wow. See Vin's only been playing drums for like three years. Yeah, it's right. Pre-tank. Yeah. It's pre-tank. That's insane. Yeah. So yeah, just um yeah, really, really fell in love with it and really wanted to not be super crap. <laughs> so I'm getting get, getting there. But um Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of fun learning it as we've been learning as a band too, so he knows yeah. the money beat. That's that's you know that's the best. Beat. That's yeah, what it's called. Yeah, the money, yeah, the beat. money beat. Yeah. What's the money beat? It's just, just kick gut. snare and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not even just kick not even snare. Kick oh, just snare. Kick snare. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's what they Far call out, it. Man. <laughs> Doesn't put it to any song, pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean the the origin story of the drummer is usually very different. Usually, it's like this desire inside them, like their whole life, they want to play drums and they have to overcome all of these obstacles mainly their parents saying no play something else do something else we don't want to have to put up with the loudness of drums in the house whereas you came to it very late so there was yeah. there was no problems no problems so it's like oh you're a grown person yeah do whatever yeah. the hell you want it was kind of funny um, I had a drum kit when I was like like 10 in my house and I just never played it but it was there it was there kind of, and then now I'm kind of like far out I should have Maybe jumped on it on something. Yeah. But um yeah, um mum or dad never really gave a crap about the noise. I try now I like mute everything as much as I sure. can. Yeah, yeah. Just for everyone's sake. But um no, they love it. They they're stoked. I think dad's pretty stoked that the music the side band, is, yeah. is coming out a bit and um playing around, so so um, tell me about your dad. What kind of um, stuff did he sing in bands? Was he more of a cover musician yeah. or did he, he covers and yeah, stuff? Definitely yeah, definitely more covers. Um yeah. They were, well, they were called uh, they had many names over the years and he had many many bands he's still singing in bands yeah um, but uh, one name that he did have was uh, Full Nip Full well, Nip it, it was called Nip I think and then it was Full Nip weird names but <laughs> Nip standing for nothing in particular I think oh uh, okay I, I think it was that yeah um, right I was like super young when it, the, he was gigging a lot yeah and then I think when I was um, 
you know, more of a toddler and going through school, he was playing a lot less. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a whole heap of recordings too, like little burnt CDs of of their live sets and stuff. Oh, really? But I can't quite think. All the songs they would do were quite. Oh, actually, one that comes to mind is Echo Beach. Oh yeah, um, Echo Beach. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of the. Can't think of the artist, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one first first comes to mind. And you heard him singing, and you're like, "Oh, Dad's got a set of pipes. He's, he can yeah, do it. <laughs> he can do it." Always seen around the house and stuff. So yeah, and showing me CDs. Oh, so now like, not that we we do too many covers in our own band, but every time he's like, "If you need a cover, like I've thought of heaps." Like yeah, nice one. Like let me know. I've, I've got plenty of suggestions yeah. if you're into it. But yeah, that's a cool thing. My um my wife actually always has lots of suggestions for my cover set. She's like, have you ever thought of that in this song? Mm. Or even for like the kids that I teach, like you've got female singers, you should do this song. They'd love that. I'm like, yeah, babe, great idea. You know, sometimes I'll take her advice, sometimes not. But it's always nice to have that extra, you <laughs> yeah, know, like because you wouldn't. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'd never thought of that. We mm. need advice with yeah. covers. We've done yeah. some stinkers. Have you? Yeah. I think, <laughs> honestly, top tier in terms of the worst. Yeah. We did this reggae cover of Feel Good Inc. by Gorillaz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It we- was on our Instagram at one point, but I think out of shame, I took it down. You took it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so horrible. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, it was, we didn't set out to do a reggae version, I don't think. I no, think it it's just because I it. had... Um, what's, is it, a, oh, it had a steel drum tone on the keyboard I used to use. Okay. I thought, well, dude, we'll do a reggae cover because steel drum. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, no, <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't we work didn't. We didn't even do it at any shows. We just put it on Instagram for the thirty seconds or whatever, and then yeah, yeah, that was it. That Did, was it. Uh, wild thing. That was that was pretty. Or grim. Uh, Highway to just, Hell, that was yeah. a funny one too because, yeah. you know, there's that awesome solo in the middle and it, yes. it's coming up and then Connor just didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> you got to play the solo in that tune. Yeah. yeah. And we're Fabulous. all looking at each other going, what's going on? <laughs> it was really yeah, embarrassing. Out. That Fantastic. was That was at a show as well. Yeah. But, well, uh, I, I did, yeah. you, you would have rehearsed it beforehand and known that he didn't know the solo, surely. No, no. I think he beforehand he was doing it as yeah. well. Oh, or just improvising a solo, which because we didn't care. You know, yeah, solo is yeah. a solo. If you're but making it, just did nothing. Own. That was the that was the thing. <laughs> yeah, I think he just freaked out or, yeah. or something. Maybe or he, or maybe he got lost in the track or something. I don't know. In the track. I know. It just yeah, it was nasty. It's that funny, is though. pretty funny. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. we it's always like, talk it was about like one it. One of our first. As a band, our first like live performance screw up where you kind of go, oh damn it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. everyone's heard that one, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's cringeworthy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna forget this one time we were playing at the Ding Dong Lounge before oh, this was Ding Dong it, Lounge, man. yeah, when it reopened yeah. before it burnt down again or whenever I don't know what happened to that joint, um, and we launched into the start of the song, and then the guitar player's guitar just. Stopped, and then we had to literally restart the whole gig. 
Right. Because he'd stepped on the lead and he, he couldn't figure out what he'd done because mm. it was so dark. Oh, yeah. And so then he plugged it back in and we're like, oh, we have to go back on. And like, it was just my guitar lead. Okay. Let's We've had that happen before too. Remember it was like the very first, like second chord in or something. It was of the oh, set. Yeah, yeah. Of the, of the, his first song, but like the second or third chord, he stepped on it and it was out. And like, <laughs> we actually started the whole show again. It was so embarrassing. Yeah, geez. Oh, I remember oh, the, um, yeah, the, yeah. the gas upstairs when. Jordan stood on the, um, he stood on like the lead leading into the wall and it took out all of Connor's guitar. So the amp oh, and his pedals all turned off man. right when he was doing a solo in Felicity. I remember oh, that. No, I don't know if you were there for that show. I think maybe nah. Lucas was Who filling in on that? drums. Uh, J- Dark Lord, Jordan. I don't think you were there. Oh my yeah. gosh. But yeah, same thing. And then we ended up um, playing the song again yeah. a second time. <laughs> yeah, like, we thought this, this was bad. We'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. Because they were doing the do one more song encore thing, which we don't do a lot. Usually, no. We kind of just go, no, I just want to go home. Yeah, yeah. But um, then we thought, oh, we'll just do that one again. We owe it to them. Yeah, because so. it didn't work the first time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, far out, man. Um, oh, that's cool. And so, Vincent, you, um, you're you playing the drums. You started, you know, you, you went up to Connor, your, your guitarist place. Instead of skateboarding that day, you picked up the sticks and then you actually bought your own drum kit eventually? Yeah. Um, so, when we, we started just jamming every lunchtime, pretty much, and at school, and if we all had a free period together or something in the music room was free, but we'd always try and, like beat any other musician kid from our school to the to get the like the good room the good room yeah like, no, no, no. Right. so we like rushed oh, this there. this one teacher that just really didn't like us yes for whatever he is the I think probably just because they were playing just because we do rock music oh he was the uh what did he do he did the strings section yeah or whatever okay and um the strings teacher wasn't yeah you just it. you could walk through the front door and look down the hallway and see he was there and you're like no nah, Damn it. We're not we just have to go downstairs. <laughs> yeah, no point in being room. here. He's, he's there, so we just can't be here. Um, uh, okay. But yeah, so we, we do that. Yeah. We did that for a while. And then I think I just, I practiced on whatever I could, my legs or whatever for a bit at home. But then I, I eventually, I think we started jamming in like the November month or something. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until maybe... February or March, I think I got my first kit. Okay, cool. Um, when you left school, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Once we had finished, yeah, um, and then, uh, yeah, it was just like a standard. It was like five hundred bucks or something. Yeah, cool kit with all the you know standard stuff. And then Angus, our bass player, he now has it because he wanted a drum kit to, to ah. practice. Once I got a, a an upgrade, another one. Um, and yeah, for a while there, Jordan's shed where we um. Where yeah, everything happens for the band. We had an electric kit for a bit. The yeah. spider. We call it the spider yeah. because just an ugly little thing. Just like what, like all and the wires went, and stuff. It just looks. Yeah. And when we weren't using it, yeah, you'd fold it up in this just hidden away in this dark corner that yeah. no one goes to. Because <laughs> the spider's there. Yeah, yeah. the spider's there. Yeah. Oh no, no, can't, no, no, go, can't go, go near the spider. Corner. So that was definitely what I used for a while. Yeah, nice. While practicing and learning, yeah. but um, I can't even remember when I got the kid I have now. I got it off a friend who was a few years older than us, um, who I went to primary school with and high school with. And he was like, he had this awesome metal band. They played with a bunch of really big Aussie bands that are 
still doing really well now, but they've, sure, yeah. they've broken up now. And I was, I think I just hit him up. I was like, hey, Liam, you selling your kit? I think I saw him on Facebook yeah. mentioned it or something. And he's like, yeah, yeah. So he sold it to me super cheap because he knew I was a good kid and, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. So, <laughs> yeah. He's oh, a legend. Cool. He's still every time we see each other, like your band's going good, man. Like yeah, right on. So well, it's good that you got that camaraderie with him. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's something that's really, really important in music, um, especially between bands. You know, because a lot of the time you have to play together, you have to put shows on together. Mm. Yeah, for so, sure. So you know, if, if people kind of treat it more of a competition rather than a, a community, it kind of sucks the fun out of it a little bit. You know mm. what I mean? You want to be like, that was a great set and not that like, you know, a great set, man, but like an actual, like a genuine compliment. Yeah. Instead of walking up going, oh yeah, good set, actually go, that solo and that second tune, I don't know the name of the tune, but the solo in the second tune, that was sick. Yeah, like, you know, that. that's a takeaway, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to just a genuine, oh, whatever. Like, so for example, I, I did a show with some with some bands on Saturday night and the vocalist, he was do, we were do, doing like a tribute night and yeah. they were tributing um, Alice in Chains. The vocalist was destroying it. You close your eyes and you reckon you were listening to, I think it was Lane Stanley. I think that was the, the name yeah, right. of the, 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 yeah. the front man. And he had it spot on. And so after the after his set, I said, dude, your vocals were incredible. They were, yeah, right. they were great, you know. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said anything. Otherwise, it's empty. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, yeah, great great work, man. You know? It just sounds like a generic. Yeah, the generic yeah. kind of good set. You great know? set, you, man. Can I borrow your amp? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah don't <laughs> oh, I forgot my drum stool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. And so, um, yeah, so you start playing around. And so how long before you guys kind of, um, you know, played your first show? And what was that like when you first like, okay, we're going to write our own tunes. We're going to put on our own shows. Were you doing that in high school or not until you left? Uh, no, we, because we had a fifth member and he'd written. Well, it started as four. Well, it was four and then five and then back to the original four. Yeah. And it has been since then. Yeah. So, um, we, our first like performance together was in school. It was on a lunchtime thing. We got to play in the quadrangle because sometimes our our um we had vet music happening at our school. Nice. And so sometimes they'd get the vet bands down or, or whoever. Mm. And I think one time we just teed it up with our music teacher and we all dressed up and we just played covers. Yeah. Um, and then from that, I think uh. Yeah, it was it was Reese, our mate, who joined the band. He messaged Jordan, asking if he knew of any bass players or something. Yeah, he was asking because he was trying to fill out a spot in his band, and I almost said, "Oh, yeah, Angus plays bass. You could, you take him." But I was like, "Oh no, Reese, why don't you come, come have a jam with us one time?" Yeah, our, yeah. Our bass player is taken. It's the only one I know. Yeah. And then yeah, we just we started jamming because I, I went to primary school with Reese, so it's kind of cool that he uh, spoke to me. Mm. Um. And then, yeah, the five of us were jamming and we just played at parties and stuff like that Yeah, throughout yeah. year 12. Sure. Because we were all focusing on school. Yeah. Um, Bea Reese had written um, two originals. Yeah. Um, which are actually on our uh, album, Potpourri Lake, mm-hmm. that we put out. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we didn't start doing the original stuff it was quite late. It was it? really late, yeah. I don't think probably did a full original set till maybe 2017, so a year after. We don't really count 2016. Right. Yeah. That was kind of the gelling and 
kind of because uh, 2016 was when you were in school. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So we didn't play. I think we played maybe five or six shows for the entire year. Yeah. So but they were just parties. They were just parties. Yeah. And Covers, stuff. couple of originals here and there. Yeah. Kind of figuring it all out. And mm. then, uh, and then, were you that- always called teenage dads? Or was there a name before that? Yeah, no, it was... There was one before it, but I, I don't want to say it on the oh, podcast. Oh, go on. It we was, always it was, it was the just, first name, bands. It was just our first initials. Yeah. So, Connor, Vince, Angus, Jordan. Yeah. Or C-Vag. C- <laughs> yeah. I know. But that why, was... Why that wouldn't was, you want to share that? I know. That's that was, the best first band <laughs> name ever. No, that's pretty the, bad. The C-Vag. Yeah. That was never an official name. It was yeah. just because we didn't know. Didn't have a name. Yeah, we're like, let's just do this for now. Yeah, did and it, then did um, we actually put it on social. The social. Nowhere. Yeah. No, there's yeah. nowhere oh. where that's public. This would be the first place where it's public. Anyone's ever- actually no. I think there's a photo yeah. of us doing the yeah, like the letters of our names <laughs> with our with our hands. Is that a party? Is that a party? Yeah. Yeah. See, man. Um, and Brilliant. then there, and then yeah, Reese just said one day, "What about teenage dads? That'd be a cool name." Yeah. So yeah, I think because we were like, we'd we'd never been in bands before or anything. Reese had been like in a couple, nothing mm. too serious. Um, we just kind of thought, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. And that's the thing where I don't because we were doing covers and that. I don't think if you told us, you know, three years ago what we were doing now, yeah, it'd be we'd be like, what the hell, man? That's sure, weird. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we were all just kind of having a bit of fun. No, not not that we're not having fun now. No. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but we weren't taking it seriously, like almost uh, a business sort of thing. Yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. As we are now, as you are now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the way you have to kind of treat it as well, because if you are just kind of playing local shows and not putting yourself out there for, you know, bigger promoters and festivals and bigger acts, then you, you will just kind of keep playing the same kind of shows. Yeah. You yeah. Know, which is good, especially because you said you know um, that you guys have those key responsibilities in the band, kind of share the, share the load a little bit. Yeah. And it's not just one dude going, oh, let's you know, let's go, let's go, and everyone just kind of shows up to rehearsal, and mm. you're the only one booking the gigs. Yeah. Which I, I've worn that hat many times in bands, and it just you just burn yourself out. Mm, yeah. You know? Um, oh, wild. Now, you mentioned that um, in high school there was vet bands. Were you guys in the vet program as well or not? I was, yeah. Oh, you were? I was doing uh, vet performance. Yeah? I yeah. think Ang- Angus was doing something Angus too? did first year, but then um, I don't think he was liking where it was headed. Mm. Um, my yeah. teacher, well, the teacher for sound production yeah. was Eric Powell mm-hmm. of uh, Eric Powell and Carl Cox, you know, the DJs. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, I know Carl you know. Cox. Yeah, you know yeah. Carl Cox. Yeah, yeah. and Carl, Carl came in one day. Huh. And he spoke to us and was talking about um, what it was like playing to these crowds of half a million people. And wow. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. And he's a nice teddy bear of yeah. a man. Carl Very cuddly Cox. guy. Are they Aussies? No, um, they're both, oh, I don't know where they're Aren't from. They from the UK? UK? Yeah, they're UK. And they live down here. They do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know Eric does. I don't know about Carl. Yeah. No, but, yeah. Carl, oh, Carl, Carl does too? Okay. Yeah. But he'd be travelling so much. You yeah. Know. yeah. I do travel a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that was cool. Speaking That's like Eric really about cool. it, we kind of, well, at least I didn't realise who he kind of was throughout high school and then when I did I was like oh this guy's actually a really big, big deal. deal yeah, yeah that's <laughs> rad man but it's the same for me because I didn't know either mm. and then but now looking back I can't believe he's my teacher for yeah. a little bit it's pretty crazy that is so cool yeah and it would have brought a lot of authenticity to his teaching as well because he would have been able to tell anecdotes of you know 
like experiences that he had on, totally. on the road and stuff. Well, half the time you're in there and he just he gets a phone call and then he's gone for however long. <laughs> no way. Oh yeah. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, no, just because um, you know, he's a busy guy and that's understandable. He's a busy guy. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Walks back in. Oh, sorry guys, just got asked to play um. Huge festival Huge in festival Germany. Huge right back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool, yeah. Cool, mate. No trouble. No worries, mate. Yeah, we'll yeah. just stay here and we'll learn Pro Tools or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. And so did you do... So you did performance. Did you go all the way through year 12? Did you get like a certificate? Yeah, yeah. I got two? the... Got the uh, cert four, I think, for me. Cert four? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I got nice. the... Because I still did it as a part of VCE. So I still got my scores and whatever for it. And Nice one. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, but you didn't do VET? Nah. Had had no interest. Oh, the only reason story. I did vet was because our school didn't have enough students wanting to do music. Oh, so I couldn't teach uh, VC music at my school, and I just really wanted to do something, something music related while yeah. I was at school because it was killing me. English man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. Um. So yeah, I found out that they were doing vet because they have, they had. It was at my school. The huh. vet program, which was really easy. I didn't have to catch a bus or anything. No, that's it. And so they had all the other students come from these other schools and fill it out. To do it. Yeah. 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 Were you going to say you said a funny oh, story? Yeah. Just yeah, uh, when I enrolled into high school, yeah. my dad put down on like the enrollment thing. I think it said like, I, look, it, it, might, it probably didn't matter if you didn't play an instrument or not, but I think I understood it as the, the question was like, oh, do they want to learn um, piano or guitar? And my dad was like, oh, just put down guitar or whatever. Yeah. So I got enrolled into the music class and the first day, you know, everyone's talking about as if they've, you know, everyone here can play these instruments and I'm there like, uh, yep, I certainly cannot do this. So I, I dropped out of the music class. Straight like, no. away. Yeah, pretty much. I think I was in the like two classes maybe. Yeah. But then like towards like year eight and nine, everyone kind of has the generic music class sure and mm. like th that's all chill and super nothing too serious or whatever you learn yeah. how to play what of oh blister in the sun oh but really <laughs> that one that's yeah that was about it but yeah yeah cool. that was my high school experience with music far out and so you guys um yeah you're cutting your teeth um in 2016 in year 12 trying to focus on your studies but also you know playing parties and playing you know school um, yeah, everyone's turning 18 it's the best time of school it is it's crazy it's right? crazy yeah we, uh, <laughs> in our in our year 12 assembly yeah we convinced the school to let us perform oh this is our end of year 12 yeah, assembly like, this yeah is the, the big, big one. deal and, and so we uh, said could we do the national anthem and they go yeah yeah that's fine <gasps> of course but but we played um all star by smash <laughs> mouth instead <laughs> it's pretty sick there's a mosh pit going and everything oh my god and we had our the mates at the front must have gone red i thought they, were, they thought we, it was pretty uh, funny they, they had mates at the front they were you know holding their hands to their chest the whole song they didn't move they just sung it like it was the anthem itself oh wow it's pretty Tom awesome said uh all right, yeah, I got everyone to stand up and everything. It was amazing. Yeah, fantastic. I I work in a, a really um kind of a, a Catholic school, and if the, if if the vet kids or the band did that, man, I would man that it just wouldn't happen. It, they would get if someone like what happened to your gig where old mate pulled the plug out. Yeah, of that, that's exactly what would happen. They just pull the plug. Yeah. Oh gosh! Oh, that's great that they were, that they were um, happy that you did that. Yeah, that was stoked. Yeah, it was good. Mm. 
So you graduate and you head out there in the right world. Um, did you guys uh, go into the workforce or did you start studying? What did you do to supplement your musical aspirations? Well, I was at, um, we, were, we were all at uni. Mm. And I think it's just Angus. Well, Vin's deferred. No, no, no. I'm actually. Oh, you're re-enrolled? I'm technically. No, Ang- Angus and I are still both. Are oh, you still there? Uh, yeah, we both deferred. We both completed our first two years and mm-hmm. then started the third year, which is last year, we deferred the first semester. Yeah. Then we both went. Oh, no, Angus deferred the full year. I went back yeah. halfway through. And now this year we're both going back. Yeah. But um, Connor and George. So I finished. I did a year and a bit. And then um, I, I was doing music production at Monash. Oh, yeah. Um, but the the course was taking a direction I didn't really want to go in mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I deferred. And I also wasn't doing very well. Um, I think it's just because uh, there were... I don't know. I don't like doing music stuff where there's constraints. We sure. have to do stuff to an assignment sort of thing. Right, right. Um, and I figured I'd rather just take some time off to figure out what I want to do, which is uh, primary education. I want to go back uh, next semester Yes, to go do that. It'll be pretty cool. And then Connor's wow. doing uh, science at Melbourne Uni. But he was also not enjoying it. Not enjoying it. He, I think yeah. he ah. doesn't mind the content, but he, he, he was just having so many issues with um, the university itself, I think. Yeah, and right, yeah. just wasn't making it enjoyable. So I think he's had a break to kind of sort... His yeah. studies out a his bit. Stuff out, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of mm. been it's kind of been good because the last year or so has definitely picked up in terms of the amount of effort we need to put into the band if we want to maintain the yeah maintain momentum. it. I guess. And there's yeah. no I've got uni excuses. It's been good. Yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> um, and what were you studying, Vincent? I'm doing film and television. Oh, okay. Um, Where are you doing that? Deakin University in yeah. Burwood and Angus, our bass player, he's also at Deakin doing psychology. Oh wow! So it's all pretty sparse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different tastes in um in the fields that you want to go into. Mm. Yeah. yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, and so yeah, you start playing your own shows. Obviously, twenty seventeen. That was like halfway through the year, I think, was it? When we played together at Yaya's? Yeah, it must have was been. It early in the year or halfway through? I think it would have been around yeah, May or August. June I or even so. August, something so, like that. Yeah. Because Cause we, it was right near Uberfest. Yeah, it, was, it would have been like August, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, right. But as far from the parties, the first gig we did outside, like mo- more official gig we did was in our local pub um, in Mount Eliza. And we walked in like, hey, we really want to play. We're a new band. Yeah. Bear in and, mind, we were terrified. And this, <laughs> yeah. so anxious to go ask. And them. the deal was, they're like, we want you to play for three hours and we'll give you a hundred bucks. And we were beside ourselves. We couldn't believe it. Yeah. We were we're like, like, they're going to give us money. hundred dollars for three hours. This is amazing. Yeah. So we did it. And, and they, we also, they also promised a meal as well. So we Whoa. thought, well, it adds up to like 200 bucks. But the meals were prepared at the start of the three hours. Yes. So when the three hours are finished, all our food's cold. Oh, yeah. man. But and then uh, there was a bit of struggle getting the hundred bucks as well. What? I know. Yeah. Jeez. But, yeah. It, it, would, like, but it was a really good honestly, experience for us because we know not to do that again. But also, like, it pushed <laughs> us to learn so many songs. Yeah. And yeah. We were, we were just playing constantly trying to learn. So I think as a beginning band yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it was great for us to get used to each other and learn what it's like to be in a band performing constantly so exactly yeah we did that 
And especially, yeah, I think throughout 2017 as well, that first year where we were adventuring outside and riding around stuff. Yeah, it was good seeing what we're all capable of and yeah, what worked and what yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah, Kind of getting all the awkward kind of stuff out of the way, kind of figuring out what exactly, yeah, yeah what works for you guys and everything. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was just a lot happening playing. Then, like, once we started playing in the city, and you know, that first year, once you get your first gig, the, the gigs just start coming. Like, yeah. it's kind of so. We were also saying yes to everything. Yeah. As well. Right. That first year. 2017, we played, I reckon, it was like 50 shows or something? Yeah, something like, like that. once a week. Wow. Some some of it was like twice a week. Sure. So we were all studying and doing that. That's just, crazy. Yeah, it was a lot for us to, to fit in, but it was fun. Yeah. yeah. No wonder we played together because you were doing so many shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I finally found it. Oh, you um, found the photo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was on... Here it is. You got it? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Fucking September. What? Oh, September. Wow. September's the end of the year. We'll oh, click back know. in there. September, 2000, the 4th of September, I posted this, but the gig was actually on September 9th. Yeah, right. It was Warbirds, Polyphonic, Teenage teenage Dads, and The Pass Out. The Pass Out. Sis Dog. Sis Dog. Completely misrepresented because it wasn't the pass outs. It was just me it was by just myself. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's the photo of me playing yeah. by myself. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You're on the acoustic. I brought the two acoustics down. I'm even wearing a podcast-themed T-shirt on the night, <laughs> which is quite apt. And I've got my two um, helmets next to me, the Stormtrooper and the Boba Fett. Um, and so you guys, yeah, you're playing... Just constantly. Were you doing any recording that first year in, yeah. in, in 2017? Yeah. So we did I... did EP, didn't we? Yeah, we did the first EP. I do... I record all of our music at home. Yep. In the shed, in the the, the oh. studio we've set up down I'll that way. I'll mention one thing, though. In, in this... We played our very first show in the city mm. in March. Um, and at that point, we had done... I think we'd done, like, two recordings, but it was half jawed, but mostly Reese, our fifth member yes that had that's done right them, yeah but they didn't really see the light of day or anything we, we actually made like a little it demo was a demo tape yeah it had four songs right and handed out but um after that first gig reese it was like maybe like april time he left the band because he wanted to study on university yeah and then he and he's living out. abroad as well now he is yeah yeah he lives in uh, italy? italy yeah he's in italy oh, wow. now um yeah. but we're like still great friends when he Comes when back he's here, to yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, from that point on, uh, Jord just started writing a whole lot, I guess, and we did the EP, and Jord was just constantly mixing and recording, and yeah, and you had that tech background from school, and you studied it for a bit, so you yeah, knew yeah. how to record yourself. And no, I've been yeah doing that stuff. Uh, probably year ten was when I started doing it. Yeah, right. Um, again, YouTube though. Yeah. Insanely awesome. Yeah. I learned mastering and all that stuff on there. I don't know if I'm any good. But you've got but the basics down. That's and right, you yeah. Can, you know, you can, yeah, the amount of stuff that's out there, you know, uh, fuck it, why not, man? Yeah. You've got to use the tools of the tr- uh, that are out there at the time. 100%. Fantastic. And that's, yeah, we try to use the, the most of what we have. Mm. So even on that first EP... Like we were pushing the limits of what we had access to. Like I had this little interface that only had two inputs. Oh, shit. 
And so to do drums, because you know it's drums. Yeah. You know, I think at a bare minimum you need four. So we, had, you know, plugged in Definitely a mixer. Work. We plugged a mixer into one of them, and then yes. plugged most of the drums into that, and then just the kick into one other spot. Mm. Sounded like garbage. Sure. But you know, we just we're going. Oh no, it's lo-fi. Trust me. That was me trying my very hardest to get a really Something high production yeah. sound. Yeah, it was. It was good fun. Yeah, it was cool. Recording's awesome fun. Yeah, yeah. Once kind of hit the stride with it. Like, I mean, before I started this pod, I had um, some basic Pro Tools skills, but now um, I know a lot more about the program. Yeah, yeah. Because I could just kind of move all the stuff around and fade in and fade out and put music in where I want it and stuff and like, um, you know, pause it and, and all that kind of all that kind of stuff. It's it's great. I see I'm, I'm Ableton boy. Oh, Ableton? Mm, yeah, yeah, nice. One of those scumbags. Oh, one of those scumbags? <laughs> yeah. I feel I'm, like it's I'm looked down upon. I'm not snob, man. I don't care. There's some people works. that look down on it. Man, I reckon. Whatever, man. I know, I know. Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. You know, no, like, I reckon our stuff sounds okay. Yeah, man. Sounds yeah. good. I was listening to um, the, the most recent single that I found on YouTube today. Adrenaline Rush. Yeah, that's yes. the one. And um, I was actually, I, I'm pretty sure I was listening to synth drums. I don't think there was any... Any acoustic drums on that track? No, no, it is. Oh no, there's there's two there's two crash cymbals in the song that are MIDI, but it's um, when I bought my interface, it came with this plugin, Addictive Drums, which is like top tier, like the highest quality MIDI drum kit that's been recorded. So these are you know recorded at every yeah, it sounds so legit. Yeah, all the demos that. I set up is with it, and they sound like a real drum kit. Sounds like a real drum yeah. kit. But it's like, you know, everything, it's all its all us. It's yeah, nothing right artificial all about it. Shed. All in the shed. Yeah. In the shed. Mm. Studio shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far out, man. That's cool. Yeah, that's interesting, the, um, the recording process. Now, I do want to hear more about that and your videos, but before we get into it, I do want to take a moment to tell our listeners about Anytime Fitness in Epping. I recently joined the Anytime Fitness community, and I love it. They give you a key fob, which gives you 24-hour access to not only your home gym, but every Anytime Fitness location around the world, which means if you're planning a holiday and you don't want to ease up on your training, you can still find a gym wherever you are around the globe and it's perfect for the touring musician or wrestler as well so if you're on the road and you need to get a pump in before your next match or your next gig you can always find an anytime fitness somewhere to get your training in i love the whole concept of the 24-hour gym for years i was at another gym which closed at a certain time was only open here and now but um with my lifestyle being able to go at any time i want anytime fitness it's in the name man it, it really is is a, a very attractive aspect of the gym. And I think the best part for me also is because I don't like training with headphones on. Uh, they have an app called Crowd DJ, which you can download to your smartphone and you can control the music in the gym. So the PA, the speakers in the gym, you control that. You don't need headphones. So if you're in the mood to play some of your own favorite tracks and you've forgotten your headphones at home, or if you're like me and you don't like training with headphones on, you can still listen to your own curated playlist of music while getting your gym session in for the day. Uh, They also have the Anytime Fitness app, which has got heaps of programs and workouts uh, to help you on your fitness journey, Uh, not to mention the very friendly staff, and they always have an offer on. Always go to your local Anytime Fitness and they're going to give you a good deal. Trust me. Anytime Fitness, head down to Epping and sign up today. 
And so, yeah, you've got quite a few film clips that correspond to your stuff. Um, how do you guys, like, uh, come up with the ideas for your film clips? Man, I, <laughs> dude, very honestly, strange. it's very, uh, very different because you've got ones like the Sunburnt video, which was us, you know, making fun of, I think it was, make, it was just a dance move that we saw this yeah. guy doing in a nightclub. <clears throat> No, I don't oh, no, know. Was it? Like, it was just no, it was I don't something know. we kind of started doing. I started doing it, yeah. Just did like just this, this thing. thing. Yeah. And then Vin said, hey, I saw these cool fields. You know, we can go by this near Geelong. We'll just go film out there. And then we just set up the camera for, yeah. I think we filmed for maybe an hour and, tw- and a half. Yeah, an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And then went yeah. home. And that was it. But Beautiful. Like with that one particularly and a few others, it's been very much driven from pressure of needing to get something done yeah. like ASAP. An improv. Ah. Um, but so uh, we're shooting one right now. We're going out on, on Friday, Friday to shoot a video. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, and this is, this is, we're still uh, monstrously unprepared, but it's the most prepared we've been. Yeah, we've, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've kind of got, it's, I think it's almost worked out that like every second video, it, like, it would go from like, we put in a lot of effort and thought into it. Yeah. The next one's like, let's just do, do something. something. Yeah, next one, right. Put in a bit a more effort. Thought. Right, right. And it, it's just kind of whoever has an idea that kind of sticks yeah. and we think is funny or yeah. original. And then we usually, yeah, we get um, our mate Michael, who I um, grew up with at the skate park, and he does freelance videography and, oh, nice. and whatnot. And he's, he's keen to get into more musical um, productions and stuff so yeah. he loves he loves getting involved with us if we can and we all collaborate together yeah um, super fun though videos but yeah definitely can be stressful at times oh like, yeah the logistics of figuring out like okay we're gonna have extras or peep friends of ours coming if we want a crowd scene or we're just gonna do it all ourselves or you know what's the concept where are we gonna shoot or do we need uh, natural light or we need to bring our own lights yeah. in yeah we had like, that happen uh, we did Devil's Jam because I had envisioned this like the end of the video god what a <laughs> uh, what a video <laughs> um, right at the end I'd envisioned this cult of people surrounding our protagonist yes and you know I sent out oh man a lot of invitations a lot of, lot of invitations to people and we yeah. had I think around 13 or 14 people come yeah so we, it's not like it looked bad, but it was, there was points where we were trying to emphasize there were a lot of people. So we had the same groups of people in different shots. So it looked like there was, more <laughs> there, there was lots there was. of people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just looked uh, like we didn't know what we were doing <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> that particular video, we had this idea. Before right, it. Right, yeah. like it was all leading up. We're working on it super hard. We built this thing for it. And then maybe two days before it, we're like, "It's not going to work. This is really work. bad." And so we just thought so we of just a thought of something idea. else and tried to incorporate the thing that we'd built because we yeah. thought, built this thing. We should put it in, but yeah, it just right. made no sense. No sense. A lot of our videos yeah, find, just made no sense. Finding people <laughs> to come to a show is one thing, but then finding people that actually like your band that much that they'll give up their Saturday to yeah. be filmed all day and you know not yeah. get paid and you know maybe have a sausage or something, that's a hard sell. You yeah. know, they really need to be your close mates. And then usually, it, like you said, it may only be 13 people that are yeah. willing to do that. You know, yeah. It's rough, but 
You know, I mean, that's that's the fun about being in an independent band is like, you know, making all those mistakes, you know, doing all that stuff and figuring exactly, it all yeah. out. It's yeah. also, it's just another avenue you can go down creatively with yeah. the band, which is what's so good about being in a band in general. You can do all your artwork, which yeah. could be any medium you want. Mm. You can do your music videos. The music itself is its own medium. There's just so many things you can do. Exactly. So it's it's good to explore all of them and not just go, can't be bothered. Yeah. Let's get someone else to do it or not do it at all. Exactly. Type of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One thing I did want to ask you guys, when and how did you come to the decision to change your look and like go with the Hawaiian shirts and the white pants? Like how long into the the band's life did you go you know what let's let's try and do something different here you know well, we actually yeah. started with black pants right well, well before that though it was just whatever yeah, yeah it, was, it was like it was i remember it was at toff that was our first so time I we had, wore our like suits but i'm talking early early days first which is just we wore whatever oh, it right, didn't matter yeah, okay, and then yeah. we had that toff show where we thought let's dress it up yeah so we all got these old op shop uh, suit jackets, white shirts, and black pants. Yeah, and then um, yeah, it was Connor's. Oh, you remembered another one. one? Yeah. <laughs> the first so time many we dad's like looks. had dressed yeah. up for a gig, we were like let, let's have a bit of fun with it. We played a show in Mildura um, for our friends, <laughs> like festival thing, and it, like great group of people up there, and always heaps of kids come out to the shows yeah and it was in summer it must have been 2017 summer no like december 2017 i think and we're like let's just get ridiculously huge clothing like we're talking 3xl shirts like seven on on our frame yeah huge shoes angus had like this gangnam style shirt that was a small see angus you know, it's tiny on him. Yeah. And then he had these pink huge, sunglasses and this big pants. hat, huge pants as well. It was only funny to us. We were the only people that thought <laughs> it was we, hilarious. When we walked out. We walked like, out. We had this stupid intro song too. It's the um, it's Barbara that, Streisand, the, the duck Adelaide sauce. Coast, was it? It was like... Mixed. Oh, yeah, something like, I don't know, something like that. But we just, you know, distorted the hell out of the uh, yeah. recording and thought it was hilarious. And then we just walked out and no one was impressed. But, uh, Fantastic. And so then, that, yeah, yeah, we since dressed up then, then, yeah, yeah, did whatever. And then, um, we had like it was like our second ever headline show. We're like, let's let's try and dress it up, a bit, do yeah, something a bit different yeah. because, yeah, at that time, we were just like everyone else wearing whatever and, yeah, just another band in Melbourne, sure. But then, after the after that, because we did a few shows in the white shirts and whatever, we realized it's too hot, too hot. <laughs> It's still too hot in pants at some shows. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, it was Connor's idea to do the Hawaiian shirt. Well, we call them vibe shirts. The vibe shirts. The vibe shirts. Yeah, yeah right. Everyone calls them Hawaiian shirts, but yeah. Yeah, we know they're vibe shirts. They're vibe shirts. Yeah. And then, huh. uh, so we had black pants first, and then it wasn't I can't remember whose idea it was to do white pants. It, like, it's Connor's. I don't know if he said it at the same time, but the... The, the moment I in which I think we were like set on the idea we saw this band called uh, they're American it was at Gizfest or something uh, Twinned Lights or something I can't remember them but the guitarist had like these fresh white pants and like a vibe show he, he does he didn't dress it the same way we do sure but we're like that actually looks pretty sick 
And I think... And then, yeah, when we all got together in the... Well, I say the same white pants, but um, we were on the way to Fast Times to get the white... We'd all talked about it. We were going, yeah, we're going to get these white pants. And then Angus goes, oh, no, I just bought a pair from ASOS. It's so... It's very, very noticeable that they're different. So we all have these really thick... um, Straight leg. Straight leg dickies. And Angus has these ASOS jeans or they're not like jeans they're, they're just like skinnier skinnier pants they when you look at him in the photos you can tell yeah right no we yeah, were we doing a we were doing a photo why. shoot recently and they had these neon lights turned on and sure. our three pants had lit up really bright and angus's did not <laughs> it's, it's, it's like well we can't do these big shots in the neon now because yeah, it just looks yeah. weird so yeah. he's, you're gonna have to get him to bite the bullet and just we, grab the ones that we've you tried have. we've tried you've tried yeah he's yeah. Not, not right. having it but he's like the most popular one in the band as well. Everyone <laughs> always asks to say hello to Angus after the show. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it could be his pants. Do you never yeah, know. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, going, dude, his skinny about pants. That guy. His <laughs> pants are <a> <laughs> his pants. Yeah. Than the other dads. Yeah. I think they are. I want to talk to you. Yeah. So. Oh gosh. But then yeah, we and yeah, since the start of last year, we've just been donning the white pants. Yeah. And I yeah. think um, change up the shirts yeah, here and there. I think it makes us a bit more. That's the main thing. Is it makes us a bit more recognisable. Everyone goes. It's, have you seen those guys? The guys in the white pants. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. And that's we. You know, anytime we get a review, everyone says that. You know, they're they're trailblazing in their Hawaiian shirts and white pants. Everyone talks about. It, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, just, it's, yeah, it's, it's a cool thing that you found that that gimmick that you can kind of yeah. use because, I mean, like you said, every band is just kind of wearing the same thing and it's all been done and uh, and all that nonsense. But at the end of the day, if you're able to create a, a unique product and put yourselves out there like that, yeah, yeah, why not? Fantastic, hundred percent. Wear whatever the fuck you want. Brilliant. Yeah, you know, I, I wore a pair of white pants the other day at a gig. Fucking loved it. So hard to keep clean though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what my yeah. wife said. She goes, "You're crazy, Dave. They're going to be so dirty." I'm like, "Babe, who are you talking to? I've got like three <laughs> pairs of white shoes. As soon as I get a little scuff on them, I come home with the baby wipes come and on. I clean those motherfuckers up. Right? Just bring baby wipes with you. Then you have to come oh, home. All the, I know I'm a yeah. dad, so yeah, I'm actual real dad too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I got, I packed those baby wipes. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, if I ever get anything on my white pants, don't worry. I've got the baby wipes. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. You know. So there you go. Um, oh, that's cool. And so tell us a little bit about some of your touring stories and like some of the gigs that you've done, boys. Well, do you want to hear good ones or bad ones? Well, let's start with the bad and then we'll go to the good ones. I'll, I'll do a nice little bridge here from the white pants mm, okay. to a pretty funny uh, tour story. We were playing in Brizzy, started last year, and we like to drive everywhere, save a bit of money, but it also sucks when you have to drive from Brisbane to Sydney. Very overnight. dexterous to your health. So yeah, it's, a, uh, it's not for everybody. We played the show in Brisbane, and like we need to start driving to Sydney now. Um, so we did that, and it absolutely thunderstormed on the way down. And <clears throat> we pulled into our campsite, had our swags. I think Angus, like he got out of the car, he's like, "No, nah, I'm not even going to set up my tent. I'll just sleep in the chair in the van." And like, all right. <laughs> And the rest of us, we're all setting up our swags in literally like clay, yeah. the, the the whatever soil was that type of soil that makes it really muddy and clay. Sure, yeah, and yeah. And we all had our white pants on. <laughs> and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> setting up, woke up in the morning, everything's like 
so filthy and then we get to Sydney and we're like you can't wash them so we've just got to get up there with yeah. dirty white pants and look like oh, idiots oh man no way with white pants comes great responsibility <laughs> yeah <laughs> most definitely and Angus was fine because he didn't sleep yeah, yeah he was like, only <laughs> just a really no wonder they wanted to talk, talk yeah. to him <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's only it. didn't look like a hobo that night yeah <laughs> fantastic that was pretty funny yeah yeah um oh we got <laughs> we have way too many bad gig stories. Oh, really? <laughs> touring, yeah. yeah. I'll do, do the Adelaide one. It's probably the worst. I won't name names. I don't want to name and shame. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah. whatever oh, you're comfortable you with. Huh? Yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, yeah. So yeah tell us the story. We, so we'd driven to Adelaide. Was it that day? Or was it the day before? I think what, it was, oh, it was the... The, the sound guy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it, was it was that day. It was the day of the gig. Yeah. Um, so we got there. It was all set up, whatever. It was all cool. Um, and then the... So, you know, we've driven 10 hours. Yeah. So, we, you know, this is, our, this is our very first tour. We'd gone outside of Victoria. So yeah. we were really hoping that everything went to plan, which sure. obviously never does. We know now. Mm. But um, the the second band hops on this four-band lineup. And they... Four bands? Four bands. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We yeah. started, uh, so they start doing their sound check uh, at the start of their allocated set time. Mm. Oh, and, okay. you know, we're already looking at each other going, oh, God, it's not good. And then they start doing their set 15, 20 minutes into their set. But, you know, we, uh, I know in Melbourne anyway, because appara- apparently in, uh, in Adelaide and stuff like that, they're kind of lax with set times and it's not really a big deal if it runs over, oh. they're fine with it. But, you know, doing all these gigs in Melbourne... We always, we always end up getting our songs cut and they're going, you know, you need to shorten your set so oh, fans can when they say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, they, they played, I think it was four or five songs. And so I turned to the sound guy and I said, hey, can you just let him know through the mic that the next one's their last one? Because we just kind of want to keep it on schedule. The yeah. other thing, we'd let them go go over. Yeah, we let like them go five over. Or five or ten. Yeah, tens, yeah. Because we didn't want to. And then the yeah. sound guy gets on the mic and he goes, all right, guys, you got to get off right now. This is the last one. <gasps> oh, shit. And I was looking <laughs> Through at the like, PA. Yeah, yeah. What an idiot. And then, um, you know, <laughs> the guy gets on the mic. He goes, who's saying this? You know, what? we've only played a few songs. Who's cutting us off? And the sound guy, oh, oh no, it's my dad. I'm going to turn that off. Sorry. That's okay. Um, the sound, the sound guy points to us. He goes, it was teenage dads. <laughs> They're the one that cuts you off. And... um. Yeah, they were furious. You know, the, the singer was trying to start a fight with Vin. Who, as you know, he's like the nicest guy ever. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I just went up like that. They were getting off stage. They were, yeah, pretty pissed. And I was They like, were one of the local bands? Yeah. 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 And they were pretty pissed off. Like, sure. They're like, of course you can be pissed off. But the issue was when I went over to just try and explain, it just wasn't having it. And he's like, man, you're lucky we're inside because I'd punch you in the head right now type of thing Jeez. yeah and i was like come on man and then we we had a, a group chat set up with all the bands oh well, like yeah, the, yeah, the rest the back of the line and all that stuff the rest yeah. of the gig was great the it rest of the gig was amazing really mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it was a really good first time in adelaide that show yeah apart from but apart yeah. from this thing but yeah the guy messages vin in the chat and they start you know saying all this stuff running oh, yeah. us through the dirt and vin replies he's like look man i i, I get it but i don't appreciate that you're 
you're saying all these things to us in front of these other bands, like, you know, yeah, message me personally type of thing. Message me personally. A bit more professional. And then the day after the show, you know, we wrote a a, a thank you in the thing. Yeah. In the Facebook event we'd made. And the guy's dad comments. His dad comments and bagged us out. You know, we, um, he's like, too bad you guys kicked off the best band of the night. Oh, man. Sorry, man. Okay. It's just, and didn't they go, well, at least apologize for running late? Like, right? didn't they see yeah. your side of it at all? No, it just, it, it wasn't yeah. fair. Yeah. That but, was um, really unfair. That's, that sucks when the social media thing kind of like turns, like people use it in that way. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're, it's music, we're bands, we're just trying to fucking put on a show, especially when you're, I mean, you've, you've traveled 10 hours. Exactly. And in your head, you're like, I'm not going to, we're going to be able to play two songs. Because these what dudes, we said. dudes have, have taken up all our time. Yeah, it's exactly what we said. Yeah. We said, man, we're the headline tonight. I think we pre- would prefer if we can play our full set mm. and yeah. make up for this. We had a small drive. victory on the way home. I remember we we did a post thanking everyone, and it was our most liked Instagram post at the time. Fantastic! And we were like, yeah, man. So up suck the bum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, any victory of- stories from the road? Any any great experiences? Oh, yeah. Probably last year with uh, Lime Cordial. Lime Cordial? Huge. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. just in terms of... Um, uh, well, just the way it all worked out and everything. Yeah. Just, yeah, just yeah. being able to play with such a big band and turning yeah. out they're, they're so great, such so, great guys. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we put out um, Message in the Sand last year, at the start of last year. Yeah. And then, um, uh, yeah, we saw that they reposted it. They they shared it on their Instagram story. Oh and we wow! Go, Geez, these guys are a big deal. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then yeah, Vin got to messaging um, Ollie from Lime, and I just uh, we had a new EP coming, which that single was from. Yeah, yeah. We hadn't. It was like a couple months after they had shared the thing, and I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna send it to them. See, like before it comes out, see if they. I was like, I reckon they'd froth it. Mm. And sure enough, they responded, <laughs> and they're it. like, they're like, thanks, he's for sending it through. Hey, I'm like. Awesome. awesome, glad you like it. And they're yeah. like, oh, you're from Melbourne, right? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, let's do some shows together sometime. Yeah. And we're like, all right. Because well, they, they'd invited us, um, yeah, they just invited us out of the blue to their, um, they did this festival called The Squeeze. Mm-hmm. So they invited us to their Melbourne leg and they took us backstage and mm. got to meet them all. Mm. And then, yeah, it was after we left. It was awesome experience. And it was super nice getting to know them and everything there. So then from that point, we were kind of, like you know, they they had said, oh yeah, let's play some shows. But we know, you when, know, when, when bands band, say that, you're like, like, yeah, you know, yeah, right. It's yeah. The management, the bookers, and stuff that all sorted. So we were kind of just hoping something would pull through, and then yeah, booker. Eventually, later on, we yeah. got offered um, like shows in WA and South Australia and Sydney, but no Melbourne ones, which we thought was funny. But it was actually more beneficial for us, I think, to yeah. go mm. play over there. But um. But Ollie said that they had pitched us for Melbourne as well. Right. And the, the booker or something just didn't, for some, I don't know just, why. Yeah, whatever yeah. reason. But yeah, as yeah, Vin yeah. said, I think it worked out really well for us. And we were playing the biggest venues we've ever played. Mm. Like, mm. So for biggest. people who don't know who Lime Cordial are, are they like okay. are they from Melbourne? Or? So they're, uh, they're two brothers, Ollie and Louie, um, from like the Northern Beaches in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And they have their full band, like that. That comes with him everywhere. Felix, James, and Nick. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome guys. Yeah, the and best they, thing. They yeah. um, I don't know how did you like pretty poppy music for yeah. sure. 
but their earlier stuff was really like they've they've got like trombone and stuff in their music, so it's it's oh, right. it's still a bit um like left of center, you know. It's not super like. Are they like a commercial? triple J act or something? Only yeah, like, I don't. Well, yeah, they. I don't know if you saw their um. Uh, the single robbery was number. Well, they had four songs in the the top thirty of the hottest one hundred oh, this right. year. Right? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Robbery so, yeah, was number big, seven. Pretty, yeah. yeah, very big deal. They just went on tour with um, Tones and I. Okay. Right. In, in North America. Ah. Very cool. But yeah. They've they've been grinding away for years. For and years. years. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I've heard the name, but I don't know. Because I don't really have my finger on the pulse. No, it's okay. Yeah. I'm usually just you know editing my podcast in yeah, my studio sure. here <laughs> not listening to the hip new tunes you know yeah, yeah. I'm still stuck listening to Audio Slave and Soundgarden and Rage Against the Machine um, oh that's cool and so to play with those guys um, uh, stylistically they're a little bit similar to you guys as well like it was a good marriage to have you guys on the same bill yeah I'd say so sure. I think it- um, like their older music w- would sound similar more yeah. similar to to uh our stuff, whereas their newer stuff is is more slower and more poppy and stuff. Yeah, but definitely like you know nothing too drastic between the bands. Yeah, it wouldn't be like having a metal act. Yeah, and yeah, and nah. no, no, artist. yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just so great to. It's a really good learning experience. Yeah, mm. definitely performance wise. I yeah. feel like since doing those shows and because like, some of the crowds, the biggest would have been in Sydney. There's about two thousand people there. Yeah. So learning how to interact. interact with the crowd and get everyone involved and make sure everyone's having fun mm. and also looking like you're not bored out of your brains on stage. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think since then we've uh, improved a lot as a group putting on shows for, yeah. uh, for everyone. Mm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned before that you've got a video clip coming up. Um, what's, uh, what song is that one for? For Adrenaline Rush. Oh, Adrenaline yeah, Rush, yeah, 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 yeah. cool. Mm. Um, it should be coming out at the end of the month-ish. Awesome. And you guys are doing a tour to promote that, and you're going on the road with another band? Yeah. So um, the the other band we're touring with is called uh, called The Moving Stills, mm-hmm. and they're from the Central Coast, like uh, McMaster's Beach, which is kind of near Newcastle, way in between Newcastle and Sydney. Sure, yeah. And um, I first heard of them like... Oh, probably a little over a year ago and I really liked their music and I followed them and whatnot and mm. one time I like hit them up asking if they'd play with us but I kind of knew they wouldn't because I, I thought they were a bit of a big deal and then um they, they couldn't do that show but then a few months later we did another tour and we got them on three shows and they were stoked and just turned out that we all got along super well and mm. all had the same attitude and outlook on gigs and touring, especially to just to like some more rural towns as well. Yeah. And um, so Tom, the singer and I, um, we just got talking about doing, doing like a big tour together and try to play like the cities, but try and go to some other places too. Cause we think it'd just be so fun. And yeah, pretty much since like, October or something maybe we've sure. just been punching in ideas sending them to each other and trying to nail down this tour and eventually we got it locked in and oh, yeah, nice. so now we're doing it yeah and it's not necessarily like a hey this is a the re- tour for yeah. Adrenaline Rush but it's like we should put out a song before it obviously and promote it at the shows and and that's what they've done as well so it's yeah nice. it's been good timing yeah yeah so you've actually got a reason to be on the road. Yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah, be yeah. pushing the song out yeah, while nice we're one. at the shows. Cool. Um, is that 
song available for me to kind of play at the beginning of the podcast as like a little preview for everyone to know what you guys sound like or, or is there another one you'd prefer me to play? No, no, you can play Adrenaline Rush. Yeah. It's, every, yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere, Spotify, whatever you like. Beautiful. Even oh, the more niche yeah. ones. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, we'll have heard a little bit of Adrenaline Rush, adrenaline rush uh, by the Teenage Dads before um, before this interview. That's sure. perfect. Um, and so as part of this tour, are you doing any Melbourne shows? Yes. 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 When is your next Melbourne show, lads? Well... We're um, in the middle of the tour. We're supporting um, this great band from WA called Dulcie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it on the 28th of March. But then at the end of April, we're doing our headline tour at the Workers <laughs> headline tour headline show at at the Workers Club on the 25th of April. Nice. And that's with Moving Stills. And then that'll be a Saturday night. The Sunday day, we're doing an under 18 show at um, Wrangler Studios. Okay. In Footscray. For cool. The, for the young kiddies. Yeah. Yeah. So That'd all be good like fun. to yeah. message us and ask us. Yeah, not ask. They're very rude. <laughs> What's very, that? very persistent about us doing all ages shows and we're trying. There's this one guy who, uh, every time we make a post, post about it, something on Instagram, yeah. like the new song had just come out. And he goes, this is great, but it's not an all-ages show in Sydney. Oh, okay. Come on, man. I know. We're like, we know, man. We're getting there. But in <laughs> Sydney? Yeah, yeah. yeah we got them every, every, in all the states. We've got a handful of kids really pushing. Keen to have you guys some... play at their, like, rec centre or whatever at the YMCA. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. an underage show. But so it's, it's we'd difficult. love to get there. It's, it's just super hard, particularly all ages shows are just with a venue licensing to, and because mm. the main thing is just alcohol, which mm. is uh, most uh, yeah, just the thing on most venues' minds. Yeah, try, stuff like trying that. to police that. At the, at yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but difficult. also just making sure everyone's safe and having yeah, a good time. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's cool, guys. So you've um, you've definitely got a lot of things coming up. And um, adrenaline rush that single is that going to be part of an album? Uh, we don't know. No? We said it was, well, but yeah. we don't know what the plan is now. We, yeah. we kind of finished the album and then kind of did a little post saying, hey, we finished an album. But, but then shortly now, after that, we're like, no, nah, I don't think we're going to put it out. No, but it's not, yeah, it's not a shameful thing. Like, we don't want to. It's more we've been writing more stuff that we reckon would resonate with our audience more. Better, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, for the so you're going to wait until that's ready to be released instead and just yeah. release singles up until then. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of just pushing out the songs yeah. we think are best right now Yeah. yeah. rather than giving everyone just an album to consume. We're thinking, no, let's, let's kind of take it a bit slower and and do it a bit more strategically. You know, like last year, yeah, like last year we did two singles – um, an EP and then two more singles and then yeah we've already done one this year and then we've got more on the way so yeah don't want to overwhelm it. everyone yeah, mm, yeah yeah cool well I mean it's been great to get to know you boys um, again and I don't know we, we, we shared the stage once you know, once a long while ago but, yeah yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was good to reconnect tonight um, no, sure. on the art of touring um, uh, was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap things up uh I don't know. No. Any stories? You're like, oh, I forgot to tell that story about how we were going to Sydney and the, the tyre blew out and we were stranded for five well, hours. That's actually, that happened. Right? <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> really? Yeah, Adelaide. we were coming home. <laughs> it was from Adelaide, was it, was it not? Adelaide. Um, Different time. Yeah. I just got my van pretty much and uh, 
The the tire the van was in great nick, but I think the sure. tires might might have been a bit old. And it was uh someone else had been driving and then it was my turn to do my stint. And I get in, I start driving and the you can van feel was it. just shaking a bit and I was kinda like yeah. I think this feels a bit more unusual than normal. Yeah. We were I'm about like, an hour out of Ballarat. Okay. But towards Adelaide, not city side. Sure, so, sure. So uh Middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. So then um yeah, all of a sudden, like, we had a, uh, a guitar stand in the back and it was rattling against the 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 door and I was like, this is, something's odd. And then before I knew it, the rear left tire exploded <laughs> and oh, we swerved off yes. the freeway. Oh. Lucky, like, I'm glad it was the rear. I think if it was the front, it could have been a bit more serious. Something. Yeah. And then we were just kind of like, shit. And then we were like... Because the thing, changing a tire on a van is different to a car. Yeah. Because they were asking you to put... What's the... The The jack. The jack. They were asking you to put the jack on the... Axle. Axle of the wheels. Yes. Rather than the side of the car. No. And so Angus's uncle, he... um, he owns a tire power. Saying, like, I'll call my uncle because he probably knows. What to do, yeah. But we waited for like probably an hour before we did anything. The instructions are saying, you know, we're all going, just we should do it. And he's like, no, no, we'll wait. And his uncle goes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then <laughs> just give it a go. got back to you. Yeah. For an hour, you're waiting for him to call I back. I think it was yeah, something like that. Was, yeah. Was, and then we geez. just, we just chucked it on and then drove very, very slowly to Ballarat. Yeah. Because um, the thing was, I was like, I haven't inflated my spare tire. No. Let's hope it's got air in it. Yeah, and yeah. It, it had a bit. So we stopped at the next servo, pumped it up and then sent it back. And then we had to go to Brizzy in like two days. So I had to go straight to the tire shop and get all my new tires. He's like, yeah, this one's about to go as well. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Jeez. Very lucky. <laughs> yeah. That it was. it was one of the ones that they said were about to go were the front ones or there was a back one as, as well? Oh, I think it was the, the right rear. As so, well. Okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That would go first. Mm. Well, we're... we're very, all very glad that uh, it didn't we're end. Um, we made yeah. it here for the podcast. <laughs> yes. Four tires and all. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been an episode 98, mate. I know. So there you go. Fantastic. You got in there before the Magic 100. Yeah. Well, boys, uh, thanks again for joining us on the Art of Touring tonight. It's been great to see you guys. And um, if anyone wants to um, connect with you online, how can they do that? What is your tags online? I can follow us on Facebook at Teenage Dads. Yep. Instagram at Teenage Dads. Twitter, um, Teenage Dad's Twitter, Band. Yeah, Teenage Dad's Band on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for socials. Someone had taken it already. Yeah, someone no, someone had, had taken Teenage, teenage Dad's. Dad's. Nerd. Bastards. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> message him and go, hey, we're a band. Can we have your Well, handle? I thought it was one of my friends, and I messaged him and asked if he had done it as a piss take. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. It's not me. But he, the thing, I looked at who they were following, and they were following all the things that my friend liked and I've still very suspicious that it's them and they just are refusing to give it up. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> teenage dads everywhere and a YouTube as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah YouTube, Spotify, dads. Apple Music, yeah, everything. It's there. Except SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't need one of those. Right? I don't think so. Everyone asks for it. Yeah, and because it's free. I hate it. <laughs> like it I really do not like dude, SoundCloud. Bands are making zero money anyway. You want us to give it Completely away. I mean, Spotify, you get what? 0.0 of a percent. Zero, zero, 005 of a cent. There you go. Every stream. So, guys, follow 
teenage dads and buy their music. Don't stream it. That's, That's it. what we're taking yeah. away from today. Please. All, all right, the guys. shirts, all on Bandcamp. And, and the everything. shirts on Bandcamp. Yeah. Yes, of course. you got about five left or something. Perfect. Yeah. Crazy. Support the, the dads um, on their tour coming up. Thank you so much for coming and having a chat to me tonight, but gentlemen. Thank you, Sis. Thank you, Sis. See you, guys. Cheers. Ciao. And that is a wrap, Sizzlers. Episode 98 all done. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast. I think I'm the only one who's ever done that. So if someone else could do that two weeks before we finish up, that would be rad. And give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. Um, if you are, you know, that's not fair. I think some of the guests have used the hashtag. I mean, more like punters, you know, regular fans of the show. If you, if you want to get it out there, use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast. Um, if you are a first-time listener to the pod, I hope you come on back each week for the next two weeks and then intermittently whenever I drop an episode over the next 12 months or however long I keep doing this uh, podcast game for. Um, like I said, I've been talking a lot about it, guys. Hey, um, about how I'm going from weekly episodes to more of a, a less frequent um, format. But look, you know, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be good because it'll mean like, you know, when I do have a chance to sit down with someone, it'll be more of an event, you know, um, and not to take away from the weekly guests. I've had an absolute ball stretching that muscle every week, you know, finding a guest, sitting down and having a chat, you know, with these new people every every week or old friends um, and, and uh, contacts I've had over the years. But um, yeah, it's going to be good to move to a new format. Uh, so if you do enjoy listening to the pod, I hope you go back and check out the archives and keep listening into the future for whatever that may hold for the Art of Touring. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with me, you can email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to come on the show, if you're a touring muso or a wrestler, hit me up. That'd be great. Or just slide into the old DMs at Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, guys, you can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, um, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere good podcasts can be found. So please uh, check it out and write a review if you can. That'd be awesome. Now let's get into some plugs. Episode 100 is dropping on March 20th, the audio version of the show. I'll also be doing a video if I can find some time to edit it together. It'll hopefully be dropping on the same day at the same time. So be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't done that already to get that notification that the final weekly installment of the pod is dropping on March 20th. And also one more plug, episode 99 is going to be a very special guest. So make sure you tune in next week to hear that. That's all from me this week. Before I go, I do have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at MrWall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guests this week, Jordan and Vincent from Teenage Dads. You can follow their career on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the regular channels. Uh, and Bandcamp, buy their merch. Head on to Bandcamp, Teenage Dads, and buy their stuff. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of The Art of Turing with a sizz and diggity dog. Oh, oh, oh.
And don't forget our sponsors for the Art of Touring, Lobos Collectibles in Thornbury, the best vintage toy store in the universe, and Anytime Fitness in Epping, where, as the name suggests, you can train anytime, day or night.